Between school, sports, and extracurriculars, keeping track of everything going on in a child's life is enough to make even the best parents' heads spin. Lucky for them, the Staten Island Advance has launched a new initiative to keep families informed on everything they need to know in the world of youth news. We want to be the resource that parents would go to. We are covering the regular education news that I have been covering for, for the last several years, but also a place where you can find more in-depth information on other topics. So thinking in the terms of preparing for college and if you should include an SAT score on your college admissions applications or how to navigate high school admissions for New York City public schools, which is always a hot topic. So kind of going a little bit deeper than we normally would do and just giving information that people would normally be looking for and providing it all in one space. Welcome to the Staten Island Advances from the Scene, podcast bringing you an inside look at the biggest stories on Staten Island with the reporters who cover them. I'm your host, Eric Bascom, and this week I'm joined by Staten Island Advance education reporter Annalise Knudsen to discuss Plugged In Parent, Staten Islander's go-to source for all things school, sports, and more. Thanks for joining me today, Annalise. Always good to have you on the podcast and always seems to be around this time as as school comes back and uh, your beat really starts to pick back up. So how are you feeling about the new school year? I'm very excited for the new school year. I feel like it's kind of the first real school year. We haven't had the coronavirus protocols in place, so it kind of feels like what it was pre-COVID. So, you know, getting excited for the regular stories that we would do with covering, you know, school programs, interviewing students, things like that. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all of us here at the paper, our beats were heavily impacted by the coronavirus pandemic as the whole world really was. But I don't think anyone's was really as much as yours was because of what we saw with the schools and, and everything that was going on between the remote and hybrid learning. And then when people were actually returning to the classroom and it was just nonstop and it, it kind of took over and overshadowed everything else that you would normally be doing and covering on your beat and focusing on. And so uh, I imagine that it's really nice to to get back to kind of that sense of normalcy of what you had been doing the first few years in this role before everything kind of got flipped on its head. So I'm sure you're happy about that. I'm sure the students are happy about that. The teachers, the parents, and, and everyone are glad that we can just get back to some more normal news here. So I had you on today because I want to talk about this new initiative that we have here at the paper called Plugged In Parents. So can you just kind of start us off with just a general overview of, of what that is? So Plugged In Parent is kind of our new initiative that we want to be the resource that parents would go to, the first place that parents would go to if they want to find anything that's going on in schools, if their child's in a youth sport or, you know, an after-school club, to be that resource, the first place you would go and say, oh, it's probably Unplugged In Parent. Something where we are covering the regular education news that I have been covering for, for the last several years, but also a place where you can find more in-depth information on other topics. So thinking in the terms of preparing for college and if you should include an SAT score on your college admissions applications or how to navigate high school admissions for New York City public schools, which is always a hot topic. So kind of going a little bit deeper than we normally would do and 
just giving information that people would normally be looking for and providing it all in one space. Yeah. And there's actually a couple of different ways that people can kind of stay, for lack of a better term, plugged in on this stuff. So we do have on our website, there's a landing page. If you look up silive.com, plugged in parent, you can click on that and it'll bring you to a point on our site where all of that news will kind of be in one place. And there's also an option for you to kind of sort it by section if you wanted to do education, if you wanted to do sports extracurriculars, community events, those types of things, need to know resource information. And then there's also our plugged in parent newsletter, which people can sign up for, right, where they'll probably be receiving whatever the newest news is that's landing on that homepage. It will direct them back there. And so for some people, you can just check in on the website every day. If you're someone who is usually browsing on silive.com anyway, this would be a good spot for you to kind of poke in on every every now and then. But then there's also the option to sign up and have this sent directly to you, which is probably the best way for these people to really stay tuned into what's going on there, which I think was a really smart idea on our part to make sure that people are are getting this information on a regular basis. They don't have to necessarily seek it out in the way that they might have to with, with some other things. So I'm curious kind of how this whole idea came about, like your, your discussions with the editors uh, and just kind of how we got here. I think the idea came about when we had been looking at what stories were resonating with the Staten Island community and certain stories that we are planning to do for Plugged in Parent are things that people had been searching and seeking out and thinking in terms of youth sports and seeing the photos of their kids playing sports or having um, an after-school club that maybe isn't as highlighted as often and we do something on it and that really resonates with the community because as you know, we're very hyper-local and we cover things that people normally wouldn't. And I think just the idea that this is something that people are looking for, this is something people want in this community and we're very, um, I guess it's easy for us to, to try to make it local for the community here to have that resource that other, you know, other places aren't doing. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of like what people are looking for, right? And I talked about this a little bit with Charlie when he was on to discuss the Little League tournament that we had here on Staten Island. But the photos of their kids, people love photos of their kids. Who doesn't like to be in the newspaper, right? And so uh, I think that that's a really good one, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But then also the the resources you talk about, like helping out with college applications and that kind of stuff. It's always amazing to me how many hits we get on things like what days are kids off this year, the the new academic calendar, or like if it's someone who has new principals at which schools or or what is the changing bell schedule or wh- whatever it might be, like those types of things also tend to to perform pretty well on the site. And not only that, actually provide useful information to these people because, you know, as, as reporters, not every news is the most newsy, right? Not everything is... Uh, some of it is is out there and people are interested and they're clicking on it. But this is actually helpful to these people in addition to to performing well on the site, which I think really helps both us and the readers in, in a lot of ways. And so I want to talk a little bit and, you know, you touched on it earlier, but just about kind of the, the different areas and topics that this covers. So obviously there's the education stuff that you have been doing for years here. There's sports, there's local events, there's these resource kind of guides. So can you just kind of walk me through each one a little bit and what kind of content people will be seeing in each area? You'll probably be seeing a lot of overlap with the regular education news that I would normally be doing. 
But then a lot of our content is things you need to know that maybe you wouldn't be thinking of just yet or things that are a guide to doing something like doing the elementary school application or how to sign up for the gifted and talented and how that works. Even going a little bit further, we haven't really done a lot of content on kids that aren't in school yet. So I'm thinking about the kids that are younger in like the 3K and pre-K programs, even younger than that, about infants, toddlers, things like that. So we're trying to, you know, broaden the content that we're providing here by really going for everything that a parent would be looking for from when their kid is born to the day to even past high school, past college, thinking about graduate school even. So we're trying to get all those topics in there, try to get the whole the whole child, as a lot of people like to say. And then again, we have the the youth sports, the youth clubs. Those are very photo heavy. Again, like you said, we we love to see photos of kids doing what they do, especially in the newspaper. It's always exciting. And then thinking in terms of, you know, the outside the classroom, which I've I think that's more the clubs, the sports, things like that. And then we have, I'm trying to remember the page. You have the page up. I do have the page up. So we have school news, outside the classroom, things to know, which we had touched on a little bit, and then youth sports. So really just kind of all encompassing. I think the outside the classroom stuff is really interesting to me because that's something that, not saying that we haven't focused on in the past, but considering that you are the education reporter, a lot of what you have done throughout the years is specific to the classroom and and, and school-related news and and that kind of stuff. So I do think it's interesting that we're kind of expanding that out and not just youth sports in the way of like, oh, high school football, right? We always cover high school football, but now we're we're getting into some other things. We have a, have had a lot of Little League coverage recently, which uh, I don't know if that came out before this kind of launch, but that would kind of fit into some of this stuff as well. Summer is past at this point, but there's the summer camps that I'm sure are going to be featured on this in the future of, you know, what options do you have for your children? What's best for your kid based on whatever it might be? Um, I know one of our colleagues was going to some of the dance schools soon to talk some of those. So even if it's a club or an activity or a sport that's not necessarily in school, it's still going to be covered here, which I think is something really cool. We'll be right back. The Mayor of Maple Avenue is a powerful multi-part podcast about Sean Sinisey, a victim of former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, who was arrested 10 years ago for numerous child sexual abuse charges. The podcast series is written and hosted by Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Sarah Gannam, who takes listeners into the world of addiction rehabilitation, where society can be quick to celebrate the consequences for abusers while not addressing the needs of their victims. Subscribe now to The Mayor of Maple Avenue wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, you're kind of spearheading this in the way as the education reporter and the kind of our go-to for youth news, generally speaking. But this is also being supported by a lot of other reporters and photographers who are contributing to this page. I mean, if you just scroll through, you'll see a bunch of different bylines on there, not just yours. So I was curious if you could tell us a little bit about the other people that are going to be contributing to this and the roles that they play. So aside from me, we have Priya, who's been doing a lot of work hand in hand with me and with Cassie, our editor, and trying to figure out when we should be posting things, what content seems necessary for different times throughout the year, making sure that we're keeping up with with the content to make sure there's new things going on. 
So I know she's been a really great reporter on that end. We're, again, we're very photo heavy for this initiative. So you'll see a lot of photos and a lot of photographer stories like Jason and Jan who are going to be going out and doing things. We have some interns that I know have been kind of looped in to do a lot of photos. And we've had a lot of success with with having freelancers go out and take photos, especially things on the weekend. A lot of youth activities happen on the weekend. So it's giving me that same feeling that we had years ago where it's bringing back all that content that I think really people really like to see. And it's that good news that people always like to to read. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad that we've really committed the time and resources to this kind of coverage because there's so much different stuff here that if you alone were trying to produce all of this content, I think that your head might pop off. And so I'm glad that it seems that the editors and the powers that be have made a concerted effort to get everyone to really pitch in on this and help you out here and and just make this as comprehensive of coverage as it could be, because you could spend your entire day every day on this type of stuff and still probably not be able to cover everything just with the the breadth of it, of the topics that we're covering here. And so I'm going to jump around a little bit here just because we keep going back to this emphasis on photo which I know is a big thing for us. And so can you talk a little bit about the options for our subscribers? Because I know that's been another big thing. So not everything that you're going to find on the Plugged In Parents page is going to be a subscriber exclusive, but some of them are. And so that means that you can only view them if you are subscribed to our website. But there are some added perks of having that subscription with us, especially in terms of the photos. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? So with those photo heavy stories, you'll you'll likely see the big galleries. We usually have a number of photos with those galleries, especially when it comes to the youth sports and the activities that aren't necessarily school related. For our subscribers, the photos are free to download. So all you would have to do is you go to the photo that you're looking to download and it has a marker at the bottom. It says get photo. And then additionally, if you let's say you want that photo in your house, you know, it was a really great photo of your kid playing soccer or flag football and you want that photo in your house, you know, a printed out, you get 50 percent off those options, which, again, if you click get photo, those options would be available to you. Obviously, people know you can go on our website, you can right click on a photo and save image as whatever. With the subscriber benefit, you can download high resolution versions. So these are kind of like the actual raw file itself, as opposed to pulling it off the website, which which typically drains the quality. There is actually a benefit to being able to download our versions of the photo. I do think that that's a really cool perk that we have uh, added in recent years for our subscribers. Um, and I hope we're not privy to the numbers here. I don't know how many people are downloading our photos. I don't know how many people are buying them, but I would encourage people to at least check it out and see what they think of it. Because I think it's a really cool resource that we've kind of added here and a benefit there. I just want to add quickly because some of our galleries are also subscriber exclusive. So you would only be able to see like maybe the first four or five. I'm not sure the number. Okay. But if that's the case, you know, if there's a 20 photo gallery in your kid's photos, number 15, you wouldn't be able to see it. Gosh, you were a subscriber. So I just wanted to throw that out there that sometimes to even see all the photos, you still need to be a subscriber anyways. Not all of these stories are going to be subscriber exclusive. If you're you're scrolling down the page, I mean, I'm looking at it now, it actually looks like more are, are open than there are subscriber, which makes sense. It's a pretty decent mix. So definitely encourage people to check that out. So 
I want to talk a little bit now about some back to school stuff and, and what's been going on on the beat. Obviously, we just had the first day of school, both for Catholic schools and for public schools. Everybody is back in the classroom at this point. First day of school coverage is something that we take very seriously here at The Advance, which I have been a part of for years. I, I'm happy to say that this is the first year that I did not have to take part in the back-to-school coverage since I have now moved to a different team and, and have some different responsibilities and obligations. And I will say I did not miss it. But so uh, can you tell us a little bit about just kind of how we generally cover back-to-school first day of school? And and this year, I, you know, I spoke to you a little off air about this. It sounded like we really, really went for it. And we had a lot of people all over the place, right? Yeah. So usually first day of school is is typically we have a couple of reporters, photographers go go to different schools on the first day and take some photos, talk to students, talk to parents about how they're feeling. And with Plugged In Parent, we wanted to go even further. We were very ambitious this year. We had so many reporters and photographers out across the entire borough, you know, public schools and private schools were the same day. The first day was the same day. So that added another layer of challenge because we had to make sure we were getting content from both ends. So I, I couldn't even tell you how many people we had. I want to say more than six or seven of us were out there the first day. And, you know, that was morning so like kids arriving to school the first day but then we also sent people back out again for dismissal so we had photos from all across the different shores we wanted to make sure we were getting photo photos of these kids going into school the first day and their teachers and seeing their friends again and the, the hugging photos maybe some kids crying you know the the typical first day of school photos but even more ambitious on making sure we're getting the entire borough's experience there. For a long time, as you know, I was the transportation reporter here. Unfortunately, I still kind of am in some ways. Um, and so I was either going out and looking for traffic, school buses that didn't arrive, and then the kids are stuck at whatever it might be. So those types of things. Or the other option was I would be going to the schools and trying to talk to kids and their parents. And I was always a little uncomfy in those situations as this like, 20-something-year-old bearded dude standing outside a public school with a camera. It's not the its not the best look a lot of the time. Even with the press pass, people can look at you a little sideways. So I'm glad to no longer be doing that, but it, it seems like I, I kind of tracked the content throughout the day, and it seems like everybody did a fantastic job with that, and I hope that, that the families out there enjoyed it and were able to get some good photos of their kids out of it as well. And so before we go, I just wanted to talk a little bit, and we had, uh, we had mentioned this off-air, I think you had kind of briefly showed me the list, but just about some of the future content that we have planned for Plugged In Parent, because there is a lot of it. And so can you tell us a little bit about what people can expect to see in the future? So moving forward, you know, this is about the same time that the applications start to open for New York City and private schools. So we were, we're planning to do a navigation guide for every single grade. That's 3K, pre-K, kindergarten, gifted and talented, all the way to high school, specialized high schools. I know private high schools are a big one. You think about the tax exam, the charter schools, you know, there's so many different, there's so many different avenues that parents can take. And I think having a place for them to be able to see like a very clear guidance and clear guidelines would be easier for them to understand what to expect when the time comes. And then, of course, we have that focus on 
schools and students, again, in that education news scope, but really focusing on some unique programs. So we're trying to reach out to a lot of schools and a lot of parents and students who do have something that might be unusual or unique about them, an activity they might do that's something that's not very popular or a new program that a school might be offering, like it, like eSports, for example, which is, you know, more up and coming. So trying to really um, drill down and make sure we're still highlighting the exciting things that are happening on the borough. And then thinking in terms of test scores, which will hopefully be coming soon. I know that individual scores have been already released for families, but we always like to take a deeper dive and look at test scores by schools and and how students on Staten Island are really doing and really doing a deep data dive and looking at those scores across different schools, across different shores. And that's just a small little bit of of the planned content because this is just, yeah, we want to say the first few months. Yeah, we would be here for the rest of the day if we were running through your entire list. So there's a lot of good stuff coming there. And so for uh, our listeners, if you do want to check this stuff out, you can go to silive.com slash parents. And when you are there, you can click through the different sections that separated into school news, outside the classroom, things to know, youth sports. And then you can also click the link to sign up for that newsletter so that you will get the latest of the Plugged In Parents news directly to your inbox. And then that will guide you right back to the website. So that is an easier way for people to keep track of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. It sounds like you've got a lot of work ahead of you, but you've been doing a great job, and I'm sure you and the rest of the team will uh, will continue to do so. Thank you for listening to the Staten Island Advances from the scene. If you like what you've heard, please make sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and visit silive.com for the latest on all these stories and more. Thank you for supporting local journalism.